nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah. Uh. From Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland Been winning all the games in my division Tell your missus not to miss her, she tripping No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted No disrespect to the spirit to the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end Shout out to my dog Venom, no spider Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it Leave your red like the bright lights on exits Almighty back, huh, 12 letters My take for yours, wonder who sells better young college kid but i never got a letter one man's trash is another man's treasure bless up then boss up but if you walked up i got something that'll off ya yeah all i ever hear is bag legend when you gonna stop doing this when you gonna start doing that when you gonna come see me when you gonna come see her look y'all need to understand something everything i do is real Everything I touch is rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girls, period. We're on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick cut, two C's, why she paying twice. For them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. For the O-L-O-U-S entertains And anything that I really want I will obtain You a baker boy so we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli so I rock My words will take you to another world Lots of chalk, cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip, do I walk? Must because I got it in my sock Nah, I'm playing <laughs> Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Earth Mac the mass scientist and this is the orange phoenix morning show man uh <clears throat> i know just like i said yesterday this is our last show for 2021 yeah it is our last show of 2021 man uh we have been going strong uh shout out to thanos thanos rick thanos rick is going to be uh joining us you know pretty shortly and with that but you know what since this is uh, the last show of the year. We are welcoming all phone calls. We are welcoming call-ins and stuff like that to talk about your experiences with the show. We got new, we had new listeners uh, as well as old listeners as well. Um, a lot of people don't realize that <clears throat> we actually started back in 2017. We started in 2017, and we have increased our listenership by leaps and bounds because of you guys, because of the Geek Corner. I mean, I go back and listen to the very first episode of the Orange Phoenix show, and <laughs> I am so thankful that from start to now, it's, it's a night and day difference, because the first episode was really a recording, and uh, it was like a group of, group of people that I was interviewing all at one time, and from there, I, it, it was really growing pains. It, it was a lot of growing pains because a lot of people call or ask and like, hey, man, how did I get started with my own show, you know, with Internet radio and stuff like that? And, you know, I went through it a little bit harder than than others. I mean, because now it's a little bit more easier to have your own show. But I mean, the first thing I did, I bought 
a podcasting like setup from Amazon, which I only used one time because the mic was god awful. Basically, a waste of money. They had a little mixer board and everything else. It was just basically a starter kit. That's basically what it was. The sound wasn't good. It was cracking and all this other crap. It, it, it was just bad. But um, that's what I started with. And then I was actually using another program where I was actually pre-recording shows. And as I was pre-recording shows, I was adding music in the background and then putting that out. So we wasn't having live shows back in 2017 or anything of that nature. But back then, um, my I feel like the turning point for the Geek Corner and for the show was when uh, I went to Momocon. And I know I speak highly of Momocon. Momocon is in Atlanta. It is during Memorial Day weekend. Man, listen, you have to go to Momocon. It's a 24-hour, uh, four-day convention. And from there, I, I really got my, you know, we got our break with that because we was part of the media scrum, you know, asking voice actors and creators um, questions and stuff like that. And from there, I, I mean, I was a, sh- you know, to be honest, I was a shark. You know, I was going after people. You know, I was just like, hey, you know, uh, I would like you to be on the show. I would like this, like that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And from there, I made a lot of good friends. And my second second big break was when I met Cynthia Krantz. Some of you guys may know her as Chi-Chi from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z fame and uh, Botan from Yu Yu Hakusho. And, you know, from, from there, I met some other people, especially uh, independent artists and stuff like that, because the whole premise of the show was to promote independent artists and have them on the show and for, their, for them to promote their work. Then um, from there... Originally, Orange Phoenix was Tiger Bomb. That was our original name. Tiger Bomb was our original name, mainly because that was kind of like a wrestling reference. But, you know, copyright rise, someone always already had the name. Someone already had the name. So we had to figure something else out and then wrecking my brain, trying to put a name together. And then here comes Orange Phoenix. And then, you know, the rest was history from there. We had a lot of good people on the show. We had Eric and Julia Leewald, the creators and showrunners for X-Men, the animated series, the 90s. Um, we did have Cynthia Krantz on the show. We did have Josh Martin on the show, uh, mostly known as Majin Buu. Um, Elise Bowman, um, known for Pan from Dragon Ball fame. Um, we had uh, famous cosplayers on the show. They talk about their experiences. And um, we've been hard charging it. We were definitely... <laughs> hard charging it man uh we had a lot of uh guest co-hosts on the show um eric you know eric Edwards, shout out to him um he has been a consistent uh co-host on the show for quite some time you have to go back and listen to some of our content especially me eric and and rick and that hilarious stuff uh britney also shout out to her uh britney is our editor-in-chief for uh, orange phoenix magazine and she has been um a consistent host on the show not much as this year because we've been doing the morning shows and you know she has other obligations in the morning but um we just recently well up until like last year or so i'll say about maybe a year and a half or two years we started doing morning shows so from that you know i had to do a switch out with some some hosts so you know rick came back you know we had uh boogie blends otherwise known as josh Jimenez, the barber you know he was on the show uh, consistently 
And on Detroit Blue, shout out to Detroit Blue. Um, she's been on the show too, and she had other obligations. So we had a slew of co-hosts, Kawhi Kiwi, um, as well as King Malice. So we had a, a good bit of co-hosts on the show to keep, you know, to keep the lights on, you know, to keep the all burning, burning the men, not all. But um, so a lot of people ask, like, why you are ending the show for 2021 today? Normally. We'll take like a two or three week break anyway during the month of December because of the holidays. And, you know, we just need a reset, like get away from, you know, just take a break. Just take a vacation for a second, because usually in January, February, we like we back on the money, man. Like we go to conventions. We got, you know, guests on the show. So um, so I, it took me a minute. I had to think about it. I had to think about it. I had to think, well, what could I do here? should I take a month off? Cause I was back and forth on it. You know, I'm like, well, so I finally made a decision that we're going to take a month off for the month of December by the entire month. But, but for our Patreon subscribers, we are still going to have comic declassified. That is still going down. We're still going to have that. So that there is no, uh, no qualms about that. We still going to have comic declassified for the Patreon subscribers out there. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash orange phoenix and subscribe for only five dollars a month, you will get Comet Declassified and Orange Phoenix magazine. So you get both of those. So you're still gonna get that. Um, as far as the geek corner is concerned, we're gonna jump back into the movie night at least one time next month for the month of December, and it will be Revenge of the Nerds. It will be that. Revenge of the Nerds will be that. I tried looking for a police story, right? And I could not find a good a good English dub version of of uh police story for whatever <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason. But Revenge of the Nerds, man, is definitely coming for the month of December. Gotta get a good um a good definitive date for the Geek Corner. The magazine will still be dropping as per usual. The only, so the only thing is missing is the morning show that we normally do during the week. But we will be back in January. You feel me? We will be back in January. Um I feel like the entire staff for Orange Phoenix, you know, myself, Rick, Mad Max, Brittany, BC, Rachel, Allie, Kiwi, Detroit Blue, Boogie Blends, you know, the entire staff, I, I feel like, um, as far as the show is concerned, you know, we need a break, especially myself and Thanos Rick, especially doing the morning show, because we feel like we're burning on both ends. Yeah, burning on both ends. And, um, but yeah, Revenge of the Nerds is definitely coming uh, for December for the month of December. So um, now, yesterday was Monday Night Raw, all right? There was a little, there was a couple references to uh, AEW. I, I don't know if that was like a a fire back type thing, or it's one of those situations where you're looking for the cheap reaction. You know what I'm saying? So you know. Um, Edge was talking about the Miz because the Miz actually made his return um, yesterday, last night, with his wife Maurice. And Edge proceeds to tell him, he say, "Man, people dropping your name on other shows to get a cheap reaction. You living rent free in other people's minds." So I'm like, "Wait, so you're accusing other companies for getting a cheap reaction, but yet you mentioned the other company to get the reaction?" Which is which is could be like genius under the rug, you know what I mean? It could be genius under the rug, and I, I mean Edge always knows what he's doing. He's great on the mic, no doubt about it. 
No doubt about it. But I'm very interested on what's going to happen between the Edge and the Miz. Um, also more interested in Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch because Liv Morgan was like, "Well, you accepted a big check because my friends to get fired." I was like, mm. "Now there's people within the WWE, but like I said, these are rumors. Now I'm not sure these are facts. Not sure these are facts, but um, there's some people that felt some kind of way um, about." those comments like they were saying it was in bad taste top gun says there was a good five women tag match and it was it was it was actually a, a really good match a really good match so um 10 million 10 women it was a, a 10 women match five on five so it was actually a really 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 good setup um raw was actually really good but you know i mean if you're trying to run a dig in the nooks and crannies if you're trying to split hairs then I don't feel no type of way about comments about the latest releases or the cheap reaction deal. I, you know, eh, you're just splitting hairs at that point. You're just splitting hairs at that point. Okay, and Top Gun said, uh, don't get the Miz and Edge. Yeah, well, since Edge was on SmackDown and he moved over to Raw, um, I mean, the whole program with Seth Rollins is over with. Well, was Edge on SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah, you know, the whole program with Seth Rollins is over with. So, I mean, he has to find another opponent to go after. Um, maybe he goes after Big E at some point. Like, I mean, hell, that probably might be a good WrestleMania setup. You know, Edge versus Big E. Who, who knows, man? A legend like that versus Big E, that, that, that will put Big E over, man. That would actually be a good, a good setup. A good setup. So, I mean, so we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see when the dust settles how this match is going to play out. Because, honestly, everything that Ed said about The Miz was actually true. Like, because people didn't think he was going to be this, and he wasn't going to – people thought he was just going to be, you know, some any old Joe Blow or whatever the case may be, and Miz made a name for himself. I mean, Miz was on Dancing with the Stars. He got a million-dollar house, you know, a beautiful wife, and, I mean – he made a way out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, really. People written him off. And here he, here he goes. So, I mean, Ed, what Ed said is absolutely positively true. Positively true. Now, I know we talked about, like, the Cleopatra egg and all that from Survivor Series. So, um, pulling up some articles here. Now, it said the original idea was much worse with the stakes much lower, with one of the pitches included some sort of integration with the 24-7 title. We've heard specifically that teams associated with The Rock and Red Notice said that wouldn't suffice. So um, since WWE was being paid a significant amount of money for the advertising, plans ended up being changed. It was noted that Vince's TV character was involved in the storyline as a way to highlight the importance of the segment. So uh, it, whatever original plan they had for the Cleopatra Egg, it wasn't going to fly. Because it really was an advertisement for Red Notice that's on Netflix. So Speaking of Red Notice, how can I say this? It it was good, but it wasn't the best rock movie. It, it, it I feel like something was missing, and I don't know. I'm not sure what it was because me and Queen actually watched it together, and she fell asleep first. 
But um, I fell asleep shortly after that, and I woke up, and then it came to a point where we wasn't even paying attention to the movie at all. And we just chalked up. Chalked, I mean, I, I did remember bits and pieces of it and, like, the twists and turns, especially at the end of the movie. But we just chalked it up to, um, <laughs> okay, we watched this movie. We finished watching this movie. But, I mean, it's an okay movie. We can see. We we can see what happened. Now, of course, now Hawkeye has been released for Disney Plus and the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Man, I'm very interested in your thoughts on Hawkeye and its pacing. But we're going to get into some Hawkeye right after the music break. And so just stick around for a minute and we're going to go right into some good old fashioned Hawkeye. Young Mario. Young Luigi. Yeah, we in the building. Matter of fact, we on the Odyssey. <laughs> I'm in the sky on the Odyssey. The power moons give me energy. Me and Cappy, we the perfect team. See me take control of my enemy. Big shout out to Pauline. All I want to do is hear sing. She got the flame like fire bros. News gone city, so enjoy the show. I want to see all the kingdoms from the cascade to the lake. Got the samurai helmet on, Japan drip when I say babe. Yeah, I'm talking about the princess. Gold coins, that's a big flex. Ground pound, I'ma put it down for whoever tries to intercept. I gotta jump to the moon. 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 It just be me and my cap. Trying to get the princess back. I gotta jump to the moon. Ain't no telling when we coming back. I gotta jump to the moon tonight. Wanna go to the mushrooms tonight? I'm tryna go to the beach. I promise it's something to see. Hi, bonsai below me. Mario Baker, Solo Luigi, Lake Kingdom swimming so deep, collecting every single moon in the sea. Capiche? Ooh, we gotta go. The luncheon is making me hungry. All of the brewers are coming. Nuckleotic with the punches. Resort hat with the button up, like I came from another country. Says, do you love me? Tell Bowser that it's about to get ugly, ugly. Woo! I gotta jump to the moon. 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 Can't just be me and my cap. Trying to get the princess back. I gotta jump to the moon. Ain't no telling when we coming back. Like Lil Wee, 
claws Dogs where I promise you not ready my dog like racer Couldn't roll heavy my dog go chaser I be in a massive cycle like Zelda Gotta keep Trump horse tires we bailing Everyone else behind me I'm sailing Baby be the paper glider yeah huh. In my go kart I'm a fool on the track like Mozart Yo, we are back. This is Earth's Matt the Mad Sciences. This is the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. Talking Hawkeye. So, it's no secret, right? In the Avengers, you know, the OG Avengers, you have Thor, you have Iron Man, you have Captain America, you got the Hulk, you have Black Widow, and you have Hawkeye. So, <laughs> now, the thing is with Hawkeye, he is a lot of people's um, least favorite character because everybody else is so over the top. You got the Hulk, which has his own personality. You have freaking Thor, Iron Man. They have overwhelming personalities, right? But um, I think they allude to the fact in episode one why he's like the least favorite and then well kate was like it's your branding you don't you don't have you don't have good branding and hawkeye if you really really pay attention is that with widow widow slowly started getting into branding situation because of the fact of you know shield going on under and because it's you know hydra took over and everything else but clint was always behind the scenes he was like the black ops guy you know what I'm saying? I mean, he was involved in a lot of other things. And because of Hawkeye, um, you know, the Avengers won the day. But at the same time, it's his branding, man. I mean, so now, okay, so he got his own show now. I think um in a rare situation, the MCU missed its mark with the Black Widow movie because I feel like Hawkeye should been in the Black Widow movie. And they should have explored Budapest a lot more because they made a reference to Budapest before, you know, because um, Black Widow, you know, Natasha said, this reminds me of Budapest. And I'm like, well, me and you remember Budapest a lot differently because, I mean, you could have easily put Hawkeye in the forefront. You easily put him in the forefront, put him in the spotlight, and then boom, here comes the Hawkeye uh, TV show with Kate Bishop. I mean, honestly, I feel like Hawkeye should got should have gotten a lot more credit. Um, but he's not he's not being advertised as much as all these larger than life heroes with superpowers or super rich or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, it ain't really Clint's fault. I think it's really I think they did that purposely to have Hawkeye a little bit more grounded. Now, there have been some rumors circling around. That there is like this, this head honcho in the criminal underworld. I have heard this. And what if it's the kingpin? What if it's Wilson Fisk? And I'm not talking about any kingpin. I'm talking about the kingpin from Daredevil. 
that kingpin? What if he's that kingpin that shows up? Man, I mean, now it got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes for Hawkeye. But strangely enough, though, it is 40% behind Loki. I wasn't expecting, like, spectacular numbers or anything like that. I mean, if anybody was expecting, like, overwhelming numbers, I mean, I feel like they're crazy. They're crazy. Because you you look at the caliber of shows that actually came out before Hawkeye. You know, you had Falcon Winter Soldier. You had Loki. You had WandaVision. You had Marvel's What If. You had a, you had a juggernaut of shows. And then you brought out, you know, then you come out with Hawkeye, like, in December. You know, nothing against nothing against Hawkeye, but it has a, a huge act to follow. I mean, looking at the first two episodes, I mean, it started out a little bit slow pace. It was a little weird. It felt a little weird. He is still one of the remaining OG because I think what? Okay, so Natasha's gone. Natasha's gone. Iron Man's gone. Captain America's gone. So really, you got Hawkeye, Thor, and Hulk. That's it. That, that's that's it that, you know that's it so <clears throat> i mean looking at the first two episodes um i see what they are trying to do because things are a little bit more calmer now things are not over the top as it used to be buildings not blowing up you know there's not a huge world ending catastrophe or anything of that nature so looking at it from that standpoint it's a little bit more slower paced you know, it's not going to give you balls to the wall action right off the rip. But you do see the buildup with Kate Bishop. You do see that. You see the buildup with Kate and you see the mentorship that Clint, you know, reluctantly is doing. And eventually you're going to see them actually working together and, you know, doing things together or whatever the case may be. Um. I like the introduction of Echo at the end of episode two, which, I mean, a lot of people, well, it's a confirmed rumor, actually, that Cypher's show will be coming to the MCU. So, I mean, not Cypher, but Echo. Echo's show will be coming to Disney+. Plus. So this is honestly a precursor to an Echo show. So, I mean, looking at her being like the leader of the, the tracksuit mafia, like, who gave them the name the Tracksuit Mafia, man? I mean, clearly they're not the best mafioso type, type of guys. They can't shoot, for one. I mean, there was it was many opportunities that Kate could have got shot. Many opportunities. But again, this is you know, this is Disney Plus, man. You know, you got to you got to make the character look larger than life. You have to do that. So hopefully we'll see what episode three will bring to the table um the first two episodes was okay it was okay um yeah i understand what he was trying to do it's it, it just trying to build a story they're trying to build something up to something that'll blow you away because i don't think mcu is just gonna put out like a slow paced show like that and don't have a big payoff you know it don't it don't do that i mean if you really think about it wandavision actually started off a little slow and then, of course, you had a little tease at the end, and then it kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen. Loki is a lot of people's favorite because um, Loki was a standout 
a standout character. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston was actually was going to play Thor. He actually tried out for Thor instead of Loki, but he ended up getting the Loki part. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? That guy as, as Thor. But, I mean, he played a way, way better Loki. Way better Loki. So, I mean, especially with the TVA and the Time Variance Authority, it was just really good. It was a really good, really good situation. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I know Ironheart is going to start production really, really, really soon. I'm very excited about that. I am very excited about Armor Wars. I w- I'm very intrigued as far as what they're going to do with Armor Wars. I mean, Ironheart is going to be introduced in Black Panther 2. So, you know, we'll see how things go. We'll, we'll definitely see how things go. Now, <clears throat> now, yesterday I went down the rabbit hole of old school anime right because i i got in this mode frame of mind because in the anime attic for this for uh this upcoming issue of orange phoenix magazine i of course we did some obscure anime and uh, i did a uh movie called straight jacket you got to check that out but i did my review on straight jacket and and I, it made me dive into the rabbit hole so i went to funimation network and i look up tension muyo because i have tension universe um, Tenchi Muyo was one of the uh, animes that I actually, one of the first animes I actually got into heavy. And it's actually a pretty funny anime. Uh, it's Tenchi Muyo, the OVA, with Tenchi Muyo Ryooki. And it's Tenchi Universe. And I draw the line right there. Tenchi in Tokyo, uh, War on Gemini, um, or Gemini. Nah, I don't want none of those. Just give me Tenchi Muyo, the OVA, with Ryooki and give me tension universe but i started to dive into other rabbit holes because i found i got a gift from uh, news 19 nerds of pat labor the movie and a lot of people ask like yo what is pat labor what what is this is a so basically it's a, a anime that came out in the 80s for mecca and you got these giant robots that does like construction and all kind of stuff all over the city but you have people that <clears throat> do sabotage that make these labors go rogue. So there's a special police division called uh, it's a second section which has patrol labors, which is basically a police robots, giant robots. So think think Gundam, but as police. So you know they got sirens on the shoulders, they carry a revolver in the leg, and um, it's so it's not completely over the top. It's not like you shooting off into space and all this other stuff. It's pretty grounded to say it's a mecha anime. But yes, it's police, but with giant robots. If that makes sense. So um, my first introduction to Pat Labor was the movie. And the movie have this uh, law and order, noir detective type vibe to it. And I ran across the OVA series and I bought the OVA series when I was at Ichiban Con a couple of years back. Because I wanted to watch the series. Now, there actually is a live action movie, War in Tokyo. I mean, it wasn't well received with the Japanese audience, but the visuals is lovely. I, I, I absolutely love the visuals of it. I might have to just buy that and just to watch it or just find a way to download it or whatever. But um, I feel like, you know, the old school anime watchers, because Top Gun is an avid listener of the show. He's an old school anime watcher, Ninja Scroll and stuff like that. 
You got to find Pat Labor. You got you got to find Pat Labor. You know, I will say because it's two different universes, right? You got the series, you got the OVA, um, and then you have those three movies. Yeah, then you have those three movies. So Talk Gun says favorite movie of all time is Ninja Scroll. Hey man, look, Ninja Scroll is a classic because Manga Studio um had Angel Cop, Ninja Scroll, Wrath of the Ninja, Pat Labor, Devil Man. I mean, all these fluid animation style type type deals that was graphic. Manga Studios actually had it. Pat Labor actually had manga manga as well. Now I got a VHS tape of Pat Labor, but I don't have a VCR player. Good luck in finding a VCR player. I'm just saying. Good luck in <laughs> good luck in finding that. I mean, you, I'm pretty sure you can find it on Amazon, of course. But I don't have that many VHS tapes. I only have one, and that and that is uh Pat Labor. So I might have to go and buy the DVD or the Blu-ray to watch uh the movie again for Pat Labor. So I, I feel like in for the month of January we should jump into that. Uh, for my anime addict to talk about Pat Labor, the people of Headgear, and stuff like that. Now, I, now in my rabbit hole of travels, I did dive into New Dominion Tank Police. There is another old school series called Tank Police. You can actually find this on uh, YouTube. Uh, I want to say you can jump on Amazon and look for it as well. But there's also a police type uh, situation, but the, the police officers primarily a partnership between uh female and male running tanks so you got to check out new to me and tank police there's bubblegum crisis there's a of course i mentioned pat labor there's a lot of old school anime that's out there that that's flying under the radar Tekamon blade you can find that on uh youtube as well there's a lot of old school anime man i got to introduce you to the anime that made anime what it is today because Tsunami was the one that catapulted anime to its uh, American audience and further expanding the American audience. And now you got things like Crunchyroll, Funimation, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Like, anime wasn't like this back in the day. It just wasn't. You had to go to record stores. You had to go to places like Disc Jockey or FYE now um, just to get some anime. Just to get some anime movies, man, the sets and stuff like that, man. We had to go out there and look for the stuff. We had to find it. It's like a treasure hunt. It's like, oh, snap, this look good on the box. Let me cop this. Let me get this. But now you have easy access to it. But I will say some of this anime I have mentioned are not on these streaming services. It makes it even more of a bigger get. So if you don't see it on any of the streaming services you know, or YouTube, you might have to pay a pretty penny. The one collection that i do want that i do want and i cannot find it is very hard to find is ultimate muscle the kanikamon legacy i want ultimate muscle the entire series man and, and it's hard to find it is hard to find like the entire series is hard to find especially uncut you want it uncut because it is violent because, I mean, Ultimate Muscle, you was introduced to Ultimate Muscle on Fox Kids. And you can try to YouTube it, but you want to get bits and pieces of it. You're not going to get the the actual entire show like you would with other 
you know, with other anime or cartoon shows. You're just not going to get that. It's, a, it's just a hard find. So I'm going to have to go on eBay and see if I can find this series. And I know full well it's going to cost a pretty penny. Um, My homeboy, uh, Will, shout out to Will, he found issues 1 through 42 from the 90s on Milestone Comics. Milestone Comics was this black-owned comic book company. And Icon was one of their uh, premier heroes for Milestone Comics. He found issue one through 42 from the 90s. From the 90s, man. And and he got it for a very good rate because ep- um, issue one of Icon and issue two of Icon for Milestone Comics is like 50 bucks. One issue. So you got... 42 issues of Milestone Comics, the OG, the first editions, not even the second editions, the first editions, the first prints. And he got it for like maybe 425. We talking, whew, we talking like maybe close to a rack or more than that. And Milestone Comics is actually coming back. So with that being said, with Milestones coming back, that ups the value even more on those black owned comic books, man. It, it was a huge gift for him. He did find it on eBay. He got it for a good, good deal. So, I mean, hats off to him. I wish I would have found that. But my mind is on Ultimate Muscle, the Kanikamon Legacy. I need that. I need that in my collection. It's not on any streaming service. It's not on YouTube like that. I need that, and I need it in Uncut Splendor. I think a few years ago, I had the opportunity of, watching the Kanikamon legacy and at the time I stupidly didn't you know try to download it or anything like that I I just could that was my bad that was my fault I should have if I knew then what I know now I would have gotten it at that point but there's a lot of rare anime and cartoons out there I mean a lot of people didn't realize there was a Robocop cartoon but there's a lot of rarity out there but uh but again you know, I just got off on a tangent there. But, you know, again, this is top of, top of the dome. You know, um, this is the last show of 2021. We're definitely going to jump into 2022. Guns blazing. Um, we're talking special guests and everything else. Definitely going to have an entertaining show nonetheless, man. Uh, shout out to all, again, shout out to all the Orange Phoenix staff. You know, we got Mad Max. We got Thanos Rick. We got Boogie Blends, Kiwi, Brittany, Ellie, um, Brett. Rachel, shout out to you guys. Um, feel free to call in since it's the last show of 2021. You know, feel free to call in. What's going on, Maxwell? 3278, otherwise known as Mad Max. Feel free to call in and uh, give a send off or what your favorite memories of 2021 for the show. And what would you like to see happen for the uh, year of 2022 as far as going in there? Um, I think there's a WWE title match coming for the first of the year show for January uh, 1st. And I'm not sure who Big E's going to face. But if I'm a guessing man, probably Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens are probably both of them. And Big E coming up on top. So, Black Loop and 810, uh, Seth and KO at one time. So, that's the WWE title match for the first of the year, huh? All right, cool. Obviously, Big E is going over. Obviously, he's going over. If he doesn't, whew, uh, hmm, that that would not be good. That that, that won't be good. 
Yeah, yeah, he's right. He better. Big E better go over, man. If he doesn't go over, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That That's not a good look. It's just not. <laughs> Black was like, who the hell still watches Raw, man? Listen, I just like I said, look, like I said uh, off air, I said, man, I might be burned out from WWE. I, I might be burned out. I mean, I only watch it for certain segments. I only watch it for Big E, Roman Reigns. RK bro, Bianca. That's it. You know, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just burned out on, on I can't say I'm burned out on wrestling because I, I'm loving what AEW's doing and Impact and all the other wrestling companies. But maybe I'll just burn out on WWE because I think it hurts a little bit. It hurts physically to to watch it sometimes. Because I feel like my intelligence is being insulted. It's like, ah man, if only you let them say what they want to say. If only you don't write the, the material that they're supposed to say on TV. If only you could do that on promos, man. Just let them say what they want to say. Don't insult my intelligence like that. Don't do that. Top Gun says, can't wait for January 12th. Can't wait neither, man. Matter of fact, um, earlier in the year of January, they are coming to Charlotte to the Bojangles Center, and they call Battle of the Belts. And I was back and forth about, you know, going to get my ticket, so I might go to see Battle of the Belts. I might go see that, too. So I might catch two AEW shows for the month of January, man. Two of them. I can't wait, bro. I, I really can't. I really can't. Man, look, uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, Black Lupin 810, he's going to be in the building for AEW, Dynamite, and Rampage January 12th. He's actually is going to be in the next section over, not next section over, but probably like maybe three sections over from us. So he's going to be up in the building as well, watching some good old fashioned AEW. In the freaking building, man. I just hope Mad Max, I was hoping Mad Max would be there too. Because it's going to be freaking nuts. It's going to be nuts. But yeah, like me being burned out on WWE, man, like for, for one, you had a, a after match segment with Becky Lynch crying during an interview after a match with Charlotte Flair, right? And then here comes the next night. You cut a promo like it's never happened. Like we know this shit is scripted, fam. Like, can you just hold on to the emotion that you had? Like, like, ah, man, I don't, I don't know. What you want Becky to be? You want her to be a heel? You want her to be a face? Make up your freaking mind. I'm not sold on her being a heel. People don't like the situation that she was put in with Bianca. But, and I get the attempt, what they was trying to do. But, I mean, you know, with fans, attention span is not that long. So, nobody's bringing up the whole Bianca losing in a few seconds anymore. Unless it's Becky. You know, just not. But you got to figure out what you're going to do with Becky Lynch. You're going to make her face. You're going to make her a heel. What you going to do? Because I'm, I can tell Liv Morgan is, is saying stuff that's written down, and, and it feels like she's trying to make sure she hit all the points in her promo, and it looks agonizing. And like if in her position, just looking at her, how her facial expressions are. It looks agonizing. It's like, it's almost like she's saying this is not something Liv Morgan will say. 
Liv Morgan will say this, but not what's written down on this piece of paper. And it, and it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. What better what better person to know your character than the person playing the character? Like I can't be a writer, man. I it just I mean, well, let me rephrase that. I feel like I can be a writer, but having a lot of the professional wrestlers input on what they feel they can say, just don't drop an F bomb. Here's the mic. Go out there and say whatever the piss you want to say. Here's the mic. I mean, AEW does that for the most part. And look, and look what you get with those promos, man. You get gold. Like MJF and CM Punk, man. They was going mic for mic, blow for blow. And that was like the highest rated segment on Dynamite last week. Above every other segment. It wasn't even a wrestling match. It was actually the promo that was being being uh spoken of like it was crazy they were throwing jabs and hooks and overhand rights at each other and it, it was just good it was just good but what if mjf goes over on cm punk what if he actually beat cm punk man ooh, man the crowd would be livid livid and it would be great it would be glorious what better person to go over cm punk than mjf there's no better person to go over because I, you get that feel good moment. If somebody, you know, that you really, really like goes over on CM Punk, but nah, I'm, I'm not really sold on it like that, but I'd rather have MJF go over CM Punk because he is the true, true heel. And what, what better way to have to garnish more hatred? What's going on to you? More hatred than to have MJF go over CM Punk. Now in, in typical heel fashion, of course. Typical heel fashion. And have MJF brag about the shit. Brag about the shit. But, you know, uh, MJF did hit some nails on the head. I mean, he did say CM Punk has been doing much of anything when he got there. You know, he's well, wrestling other superstars. He ain't put himself in the spotlight. You know, that's stuff that he wanted to do. MJF called himself the one of the four, four pillars. And CM Punk calls Miz, um, MJF Ms. Light. So, you know, a low-rent Miz or whatever the case may be, because a friend of mine actually said that, that he reminds him of the Miz. But, I mean, I, he does by the look standpoint, but that's why I draw the line at. That's why I draw the line at. I mean, you got all these matches. You got the best two out of three falls tag team title match between FTR and the Lucha Brothers. I mean, the wrestling is speaking for itself. However, though, I will say now that, you know, the smoke is cleared, you got the pomp and circumstance of AEW, they're reaching their, their stride and they're streamlining right now. And I feel like they do need something to move the needle a little bit more to get even bigger, to garnish 2 million views versus averaging one and a half. But they're going to get there. I, I mean, I feel like they will get there. I mean, in the, in the span of two years, you have over um, you averaging over a million views in the span of over two years, and that's amazing. That that's amazing. I think Impact Wrestling TNA. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they hit the two million mark. If I'm not mistaken, I, and and it makes me mad every time I think about it because TNA had lightning in the bottle too. They had they had everybody. They had 
the veterans. They had the new school guys, the Samoa Joes, the Robert Roods, you know, up here money, Christian, Kurt Angle still in his prime, still Booker T. You had all those, all those players, AJ Styles, all those players. And and it wasn't really the veterans that was really, you know, bringing it in there. It was really the young talent that was doing it. Beer Money was a phenomenal team. Phenomenal team, Top Gun. Phenomenal team, man. And very, very entertaining. I go back sometimes like to just watch some of their some of their tag team matches. I, I go back and watch some of that stuff. I mean, the TNA knockout division was the revolution. That is the revolution. It wasn't WWE. It was TNA Knockouts Division. I, I mean, um, no, you know what? I take that back. I take that back because if you go back to the ruthless aggression angle, um, they did brought women's wrestling to the forefront again because I mean, other than the bra and panties matches, that you wasn't seeing nothing else. And that was a bathroom break. But the TNA Knockout Division, they took it up another notch, though. You know, they took it up to ladder matches, tables matches regular matches and, you know at the same time you know they're still doing swimsuit issues and whatever the case may be but they they let their asses speak in the ring they were a very dangerous combination of women uh top gun didn't care for obd uh oh odb oh odb but other than that her knockout knockouts was great oh man i like odb man odb was actually pretty legit she was actually pretty cool to me she was actually pretty cool to me so i mean she was a good wrestler too. I mean, she do stuff now. She actually has a food truck now, nowadays. She actually um do the uh the wind stream. She actually carries her uh, RV. She has a food truck. She goes from place to place, and she sets up shop and um you know she just does barbecue. I mean, I actually uh DM'd her and see she wanted to be part of the show, but she only does shows with for other wrestling pod other uh podcasts that are owned by wrestlers that's the only time she actually gonna do it so i was told so i was told by her but um she does have a food truck she goes from place to place and um a lot of people have been raving about her food now i mean unfortunately a few years ago uh something happened to the food truck like it burned to the ground but but she got a brand new food truck and she's back on the money again she's back on the money again so shout out to odb but yeah, man, the TNA Knockout Division was awesome, man. Gail Ken, ODB, Ken, uh, Awesome Kong, the beautiful people, Velvet Sky, Madison Rain, uh, Angelina Love. A very good division. A very good division. I miss Awesome Kong too, but she officially retired, man, during NWA Empower. She officially announced her retirement. And, you know, Gail Kim came out, gave her a hug, and, you know, the rest was history at that point. And, you know, I hate to see her go, but I, I feel like, you know, she's going into the the TV and the movie industry and stuff like that. So I, I get it. I get it. I get where she's coming from with that. So, I mean, she did her job, man. She did her job. Awesome Kong was on, on point. Um, Top Gun said she just rubbed me the wrong way when she was in OVW here in Jeffersonville. Yeah, her and Braun would have been a dope team in the mixed tag team. Yeah. Yeah, they would have been a man. They would have dominated. They would have dominated. Nobody, like so. Top Gun. What did she do? Like, like rubbed it the wrong way. Like, did she do anything like off color, or 
I don't, you know, what what what, what happened? Or was it her character in general? But yeah, Awesome Kong and Braun Strowman. Mm. That's just unfair. That that'll just be unfair. Destroying everybody. Oh, rude to fans after all was done. Okay, got you. I got you. I got you. Eh, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, that, I mean, there's some, you know, there's some um, performers that are not saying that she was a dick, but you know that that there are dicks. There's some people that just don't want to be bothered, man. You know, just they're just there. I mean, I've been to a couple. Of, I've been to a couple of conventions where, you know. You got to pay me to have the, to have an interview. Um, here's my fee for the interview. I was like, "Whoa, I ain't paying you shit for just to be on the show, nah, dog. We ain't doing that. You can't do that. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean." But there's some that are like that. But you know, you got to make money. How you gonna make money? So, and I and I totally get it. I totally get it. You know, I was I was approached with that. So I was like, ah, mm, nah, because. Most people that come come do the interviews, whether it's wrestlers or whatever, they do it out of the goodness on their own heart. And they're like, yeah, 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 no doubt. Roll Warrior Animal. Roll Warrior Animal. He's like, well, you know, I really have, you know, say, so you know what? I got time. I got time. Come do the show, man. Come, come, come over here and do the show. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. So, um, Roll Warrior Animal was, a, was an awesome dude. So I would say that's probably one of my best experiences, especially Magnum TA, talking to him. Um, you know, about his experiences and about Tessa and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, Mick Foley was cool. But I mean, I mean, I, I think he was just, he was just tight when I went to him. I mean, you know, you work in a convention for four days I, and I get it. I get it. I get it. It's all right, man. But I mean, you have some bad celebrity experiences and sometimes you have great ones. And like Arn Anderson or Anderson to me, he's he's stoic. He's very he's a stoic guy. <laughs> he's a very stoic guy. But to me, you know, his stoic nature makes him a little funny because you know I asked him about this was way before he joined AEW. I said, man, I know things you know since you left or whatever the case may be. You know, what are your thoughts? He said, man, I can't really talk about that right now. But he kind of said it with a smirk. So at that point, I knew exactly what he meant. I'm like, oh yeah, you're going to AEW, fam. I already know what you got. I already know what you got. Top Gun says, I used to talk to Victoria when she flew into Louisville. She used to come find me to say hi to my kid. What? What? Victoria. You, you, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Top Gun, you, you just ain't gonna, you just not gonna divulge that information until just now? Like how long, how long have we known each other here? Ho exactly. Hold up. Hold up. Hold, the, hold the phone, man. Myself, Mad Max, you know, Black Lubin 810. All the other listeners, you used to talk to Victoria on the regular? No, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not. Top Gun's holding out. Top Gun's holding out. No, you never said it. You never said it. Did you get a phone number, Elise? Did you get her phone number, man? Top Gun out here. She used to have she used to have a bike shop. Yeah, she used to have a bike shop. Yeah, no doubt. She used to have a bike shop. <laughs> he said cap. <laughs> oh my god. No man. Come on, man. Okay, okay. So yeah. Hey, so now is the time to reach out. 
Now is the time to reach out, Top Gun. You, you should you should hit it up like, yo, you remember me? You got the dog, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Wow. Who would have thought? Top Gun out here knowing celebrities and stuff. And he's not even he, holding out, man. Just holding out. So, so hold on, hold on. Did you call a, a Victoria or did you call a Lisa? Which one did you call her? Did you call her Lisa? You probably called her Lisa, didn't you? Lisa Marie. I don't believe it, man. I don't believe it. And she um she turned 50 February 10th. You say Victoria for the most part. Okay, so she stays in San Diego now. Yeah, Victoria is actually pretty dope, man. No doubt. Like Victoria is actually pretty cool. She's pretty cool. And yeah, she yeah, she's in uh San Diego, California nowadays, man. You know what? You should shoot her a DM, man. You should shoot a DM like, yo, no, you remember me or not, but used to come talk to my K9 a lot. But but off screen, Victoria was actually a very, very nice person. Um actually I talked to a few other divas in the um uh, throughout the show. Um, but one of my coolest experiences though was Big Swole. Big Swole is awesome, man. But I, I called it Ariel Monroe back back then. And that's before she joined AEW. And she was doing the cosplay wrestling because she was being uh she was at GalaxyCon, like in Raleigh. So she was a member of that. And she was just a dope person. You know, I, I introduced Josh Martin to her and she was a huge Dragon Ball fan. We we kind of like was just shooting the breeze. That's one of my coolest experiences was Big Swole. Uh you can see her on AEW, man. Hopefully we get to see her at uh Dynamite. And Talk Gun says used to talk about her and laughing about how she wore tight jeans all the time in the airport. <laughs> yeah, so Top Gun out here knowing celebrities, man. The clout, man. The clout. This man out here with the clout. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk off air about that, Top Gun, man. This man out here knowing knowing divas and TNA knockouts and so forth, so on and so forth. Dang. That is wow. Wow, blew my mind today. Blew my mind today. But yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, this is our show for today or for the year, actually. Again, I want to uh say thank you to all the Orange Phoenix staff, all other listeners out there um that have supported the show and everything else. Now, this is the last show for the year. Now, this ain't the last show, period. All right, let me let me re let me reiterate that. This ain't the last show, period. This is the last show for the year. Um, we have increased listenership. We have um increased the fan base from 2017 up till now. <laughs> man, you must be going on a world tour. Man, maybe. Maybe. Now, we going on a world tour. <laughs> it's just me. But I mean, it's it's a possibility. It's a possibility. But I mean, we definitely gonna try to come back. No, we are coming back. Bigger and better for the month uh, in the year of 2022. Starting January 2022, we're definitely coming back hard in the paint, man. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, we got conventions coming up. Conventions are rearing back up. COVID kind of slowed things down a little bit. Um, definitely going to have more special guests on the show, reaching out to more people, getting stuff lined up. They have an even more entertaining show for you guys. Again, started for 2017. We are here in 2021. When increased viewership, we are on Spotify, we on iHeartRadio, we on Amazon Music, we on Podbean, 
and we on Pandora music as well. Pandora music as well, man. I mean, there's a lot of other goals that we have set for ourselves, but we're definitely going to uh, reach those goals with your help, the listeners. With your help, man. Again, appreciate you guys. Appreciate the Orange Phoenix staff. Again, we will have comments declassified for the Patreon subscribers out there. Uh, declassifying some obscure comic book characters, myself and Thanos Rick. And hopefully we have a special guest on there as well so we can talk about talk about these said characters. So movie, uh, Geek Corner movie night will be in December, uh, which one of the movies being Revenge of the Nerds for December, man. We're going to put out a date for that. So if you go to Facebook and you join Orange Phoenix Geek Corner, you will get up-to-date news. Uh, Orange Phoenix Media, you will get up-to-date stuff on that as well. Uh, a little bit more frequently than before because I, it was like gaps between postings and stuff like that. The magazine is still dropping, so the magazine is coming for the month of December. A lot of good content in there. Of course, you got wrestling articles, you got anime addict, you got comic books classified, you got stuff like that. You got Sudoku puzzles, word finds, uh, harder they fall. You got all this kind of stuff. All this stuff that's coming in the Orange Phoenix magazine, and I can't wait for you guys, you know, to put um put forth your reading eyes to the magazine man still figuring some stuff out so hope you guys have a awesome christmas you have a awesome new year you have an awesome holiday you get hopefully you get all your christmas shopping done i'm almost done i'll probably wait till the middle of the month to do the rest of it but still yet still yet i hope you get all your shopping done i hope you have a safe and uh, awesome christmas and we'll see you guys in 2020 two all right so until next time again go to www.orangephoenixmedia.com if you want to check out the single issues of orange phoenix magazine and till next time 2022 peace